Welcome everyone to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host Jordan, and sitting next to me here is Wreck-It Daniel. Hello, hello. Today we're talking about the new film, Ralph Breaks the Internet. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go online. Cheers. Cheers. With a knife to open up the sky's veins, some things will never change. Alright, well, before we get started here, let's talk about what we're drinking. So today was my week to bring something in for Drink and Tell. And today, I brought in Breakside Salted Caramel Stout. Which, if you're a stout fan, this is some pretty good stuff. It's probably one of my favorites out there right now. Have you had this one before, Daniel? Uh, yeah, you know what? I actually had that for the first time a couple years ago, and I really liked it. Very good. It's a little on the sweeter side, and it's definitely on the heavy side, but it's... it's got some uh, smooth riches to it, but yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite stouts out on the market right now. Uh, I think we talked about Breakside a few weeks ago, but yes, by Breakside. And I would say if you live in the Portland area, check them out. Otherwise, see if they're in your local store. Yeah, no, it's it's great, and it's a nice, heavy, like, beer. It's great for just, like, kicking back and relaxing at the end of the night. You can't drink too many of them in a row, though. All right, well, why don't we get into some movie news here? Take it away, Daniel. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba. Somebody call Huey Lewis, because I've got some news. Our first little piece of news is Marvel released a new Captain Marvel trailer. Or not trailer. That's coming out tonight. Marvel released a new Captain Marvel movie poster. And I'm taking a look at it right now. And honestly, I think I like this a lot better than their first poster. I think it looks, I don't know, it just looks a lot more stylized. It's a little bit more dynamic. And I I just think it's a really sweet picture. I love how, like, if you pull it up, it's pretty cool. They show, like... Captain Marvel's power just kind of like radiating off of her entire body and yeah, I she, she like a cross she looks like a cross between Storm and Electro kind of I don't yeah okay it's kind of just got like that I don't, I don't know what to call it but it's got like kind of like an electrical current look to it but I like the colors of the background though the blue and red it's it's pretty cool yeah, no, I like I said, it, it looks very dynamic. It looks a lot, a lot more stylized than their first poster. And I don't know, I think it's really cool. And also tonight on 12-3, they're supposed to be premiering a new Captain Marvel trailer. Uh, I think it's like during probably halftime of Monday Night Football. So uh, if you're a Marvel fan, you should definitely try and check that out. Let us know how it is because we haven't seen it yet. Also in speaking of Marvel, they have announced a new movie that they're fast tracking production on. And like it'll be part of phase four. And you know, what seems to be pretty cool about phase four is they seem to be pulling out a lot of less popular slash more unknown characters and putting them in their own movies which i think is great because i mean like we saw some of the biggest heroes but we've seen them for about 10 years now so i'm totally totally down for seeing what else they can pull out i mean like gardens of the galaxy completely obscure not very popular now like one of the most successful marvel movies that they have so i'm really excited for them to pull out more obscure characters that they can kind of just do whatever they want with since they don't have a huge fan base. So uh, the character's name is uh, Shang-Chi. I think that's how you say it. Not really sure. That's the best I can do. But, uh, and it's kind of interesting that it's a hero. Like his power is that he's just really good at martial arts. I looked it up and he doesn't have any superpowers. He's just really good at martial arts. So, you know, they can they can do a lot of cool stuff with that. I mean, they have a, 
some martial arts characters in the MCU already. I don't know. I just, I think that's pretty cool. I've never heard of this character, so I don't know much. I don't have much background on him, but you know, I'm just excited to see more unknown characters come to light. And I guess they had, they're fast tracking this one for production too. So it's, I'm not really sure. I don't think they've announced when it's come out, when it's coming out yet. Sometime in phase four. Yeah. Sometime in phase four, probably in the next two years. Cool. Probably. All right. And then on the other side of the coin, looks like DC is at it again. And uh, now DC is taking what I feel like is lesser known, but I'm not really sure at this point, but they're making a Blue Beetle movie. And I'm familiar with Blue Beetle from the Young Justice cartoon. He's a big part of the second He's the main focus of the second season. And he's a really cool character in the cartoon version. I feel like he's going to look real goofy in a live action movie. And it's actually, I think even Smallville had the Blue Beetle as one of their characters in their later seasons. So hopefully it'll look better than that. But I don't know. It's just, he's a cool character, Jaime Reyes. And I'm curious to see what that is. It sounds like it's going to be kind of like a standalone movie. I don't, like they technically are saying it's part of the dceu which doesn't really exist anyway <laughs> but you know that that'll be kind of cool to see that's maybe, just maybe they'll start over and this can be their iron man maybe i doubt it because i don't think they're capable of that uh, dc you're killing me. i don't know it's uh and it's also going to be what is it written by the people who are one of the writers of wonder woman 1984 which is the new patty jenkins wonder woman that's coming up is that coming out next year i think so november i think I hope I think so. I'm not sure. I haven't I don't keep up with DC a lot, but so I think that'll be pretty cool. Well, hopefully it'll be pretty cool. I don't like I said, we've said in the past, don't have a lot of faith in the DC movies. I mean, if they're going to pull like a soft to hard reboot, just pull out a bunch of weird unknown characters and hopefully they can make something work. But at this point, it kind of feels like they're just throwing stuff out the wall and see if it's going to stick or not. More on the rumor side of things, Kylo Ren may be getting a new mask in episode nine. Interesting, yeah. I actually liked his outfit overall for what he looked like so far, but yeah, he's taking his helmet off. I wish he'd kind of just keep it on and just be sinister with his helmet. Curious to see what that looks like, though. Yeah, I am too, because I loved like his look and his mask in the first Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I thought it was really good. I think it looked really cool, and I kind of liked how he had like this sinister voice dilator in his mask, too. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that part, too. He seemed more menacing with the mask on. Yeah, and without the mask, like I'm not as into the character and I know that's not an unpopular opinion. Like, I know a lot of people feel that way, but I'm just like, it's, it doesn't have the same gravitas. It doesn't feel like he's as sinister or as threatening as he was with the mask. So I am excited because, I mean, what he didn't even have a mask in uh, The Last Jedi, did he? I don't remember him Briefly, having it. He smashes it, I remember, but I feel like he barely had it. I don't even, I barely remember him having it on. I haven't seen that movie since last December, so I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, so I don't think he had it much for that movie i'm excited that they're gonna give him another mask because i think the star wars mask they usually look pretty sweet boba fett's mask jenga fett's mask i mean i they have so many like different cool masks even like the troopers masks are usually pretty sweet looking so i'm excited i like i like a cool antagonist and protagonist in a mask we'll see yeah when, when do you think we'll expect a trailer for that like just a teaser trailer it's a year away 
I'm, well, honestly, I'm hoping... I don't remember if they've actually, have they officially announced they've wrapped filming? I don't know. But hopefully we'll be seeing a teaser trailer probably in like three months. Sounds about right. Well, first things first, we need an Avengers 4 trailer. Yes, and that... An Avengers 4 trailer as of recording this. I think it's rumored. I don't know if it's confirmed to be coming out tomorrow on Wednesday. I hear, I've heard some rumblings that it's coming out on Wednesday, but I don't think we have an official confirmation yet. No, I've heard a couple of rumors too. And yeah, they're saying this week. So it'd be kind of cool though. Maybe next time we're on here, we'll, maybe we should do a special bonus trailer episode where we talk about Captain Marvel trailer and the new Infinity War trailer. If they both drop this week, that'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah, that, that'd be great. We'll definitely, uh, if nothing else, it'll definitely be part of our movie news for our next episode but hopefully those trailers will drop and we'll see some cool new stuff for avengers and captain marvel that would be awesome yeah well that's that's all i got for movie news this week well thank you daniel Let's switch gears here now and talk about our movie of the week. Well, today we're going to be discussing the new Ralph Breaks the Internet, starring John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman, and Gal Gadot. Before I start on my initial thoughts, I have a little confession. I went into this, and I have actually never seen the first Wreck-It Ralph. It came out, what, six years ago? I saw the trailers, it looked pretty good, and I just, for whatever reason, didn't get around to seeing it in theaters. And fast forward six years later, still haven't got around to seeing it. I kept telling myself to rent it somewhere and watch it before the second one came out, and I just never got around to it so i went to the second one kind of like you did last week with uh creed 2 never seen the first creed but i was still able to piece it all together and understand the story and the characters as far as my initial thoughts go i enjoyed this quite a bit it was fun <clears throat> disney did a really good job creating this world uh, especially because you know you kind of think to yourself well, well how are they gonna make the internet fun and appealing especially to kids but i think they did a great job with this uh just as far as like what users look like online and everything with their avatars i thought it was just it was just a fun world they created there's some great sequences that we'll get into later especially there's a really cool chase scene and we'll talk about that later on but overall um i thought it started out a little bit on the slow side when they were still back at the arcade but once they got into the internet and the real story started taken off yeah it just got to be a lot of fun there's good humor sprinkled throughout uh one thing that i appreciated so much is it wasn't just aimed at kids like it's not just like a bunch of potty humor but you know it's just good good fun humor for adults and kids so which just makes it way more enjoyable in my opinion the animation was great hats off to the creative team for that for sure i'll wrap it up here daniel why don't you share with us some of your initial thoughts uh, initial thoughts going in is I have seen Wreck-It Ralph and I did re-watch it recently. So I was pretty excited going into this. I mean, like, we've seen some more serious movies. You know, we haven't really reviewed anything that just kind of like fun and super laid back. So I was excited to uh, get this one. So i excited to go see this one so we could review it because, you know, it just looked like a fun movie. And Din- Disney has still been knocked out of the park with their new animation movies, like their actual animated movies, not their live action animated movies. Daniel can't wait for frozen 2 yeah i can wait but um i you know i i enjoyed myself for the most part i didn't i mean like i i think i didn't like it as much as i liked the first wreck it ralph but you know i think that might be for some nitpicks that i'll talk about later in the show but it's overall i thought it was really good and they did a lot of fun humor poking fun at disney poking fun at themselves too in some parts which was really great um yeah no i i really enjoyed it and i'm excited to talk about it okay well yeah um trying to think of where to start i mean the story's pretty basic so uh, was it uh i almost called her penelope 
Penelope. Penelope. Yeah, she's part of that. I forget what her game's called, but she's part of that racing uh, game in the arcade. Yeah, Penelope's game is Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush, okay. So things for the story are kicked off when a customer breaks the steering wheel on Penelope's game, and unless they can get it replaced, they're just going to get rid of the game altogether. And Penelope won't have a game or world, I guess, to belong to, because, I, I mean... Yeah, because when, I mean, I know you haven't seen the first one, but it, it they establish it, and they do kind of gloss over it a little bit, but if a game, if your game is unplugged and the characters are still inside the game, then those characters are essentially dead. Okay. They can't yeah. come back after that. Interesting. Yeah, once uh, someone that's never, didn't see the first one, I do like some things I saw at the beginning, how they all come out of their games. If, if As long as they're in the same search protector, they all come out of their games into the search protector, which is kind of like a grand central. Yeah. And they there's actually, I like that bar they go to, it's pretty funny. Yeah, tappers. Tappers. That was a lot. That was pretty fun to see them like at the end of the day doing their game stuff. They go sit at a bar and talk. Thought that was great. I guess yeah. The new thing, obviously by the title, they go into the internet. So they put a Wi-Fi system inside the arcade, plug it into their outlet, and so they got the idea. Like you know, they're watching the humans, and they decide, okay, um, we need to go to this place called eBay because that's where we're gonna get a wheel and save my game. So Ralph and Vanellope set course for the internet, where they're going to go inside, find this place called eBay, find her wheel figure out how to get it and then go home yeah pretty basic story but yeah made a, made it for a fun little adventure i thought yeah no same i thought it was really cool and something that i was kind of hesitant going in was i know a lot of people were like this could very easily be you know great because disney's like i said been doing pretty well in their animation department the last few years but people also were afraid that this is going to turn into like and emote like in the emoji movie which is just one long commercial for a bunch of different apps and it was it was really bad thank but, goodness i have not seen that still because i've heard nothing but bad about that movie yeah no it was just blatant garbage <laughs> but and so i was kind of afraid that they would fall into that same trap but they did like you know they they show you a lot of big names some of them are made up but a lot of them like they they show twitter facebook um saying the bluebirds flying in the tree Basically, like, it's like a gossip tree. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty great. They name check YouTube in it very briefly, but they don't mention it after that. Yeah, there's they mention it once and you see the I think you see the building for it. But then that's it. Yeah. And, you know, so you you they fly past a bunch of different brand name stuff, which kind of brings up the question of like, I, I don't know how like that works in movies, whether the brands pay Disney to include them or they play or Disney has to pay them to license it. So I'm kind of curious exactly how that works, because there's a lot of like heavy name brands. I'm like, I'm, I'm curious because it's a little bit of both. I mean, this, this thing had a budget of 160. 75 million dollars which i know when you have like top key animators it's gonna yeah cost a lot but like 175 million seems still outrageous for an animated film so maybe a lot of that has to do with licensing these brands google and whatnot i don't know i don't know yeah, so I'm not really sure how that works. It's something that we need to look more into, but they got all the name brands that you would think, and then they, I, as far as I know, some of them are made up for the purposes of the movie, like BuzzTube, which I think is just a combination of BuzzFeed and YouTube, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's really one of the only main ones that I think I noticed that was at least made up. Yeah, like I said, it was a little slow getting started, but once they got on the internet, it, it was just a lot of fun watching them, like, discover things for the first time as the audience, just you know, because we're discovering as they discover. Like, I love when they're just walking down the sidewalk and, like, people, like, holding signs up for, like, was it just pop? They're Essentially, they're pop-up ads. Hey, like, click on this and I'll take you, you know, to my, to my website where you can, you know, whatever, you know, pop-up ads. <laughs> yeah, you know, and actually, that's something that I... Get these nice socks here. 
here by clicking on this. <laughs> yeah, there's something that I kind of noticed or that I was actually thinking about just now is uh, the personification of random things that, you know, just pop up on our screens or we see on the internet all the time. It kind of feels like more of a Pixar influence. It kind of makes you think of Inside Out with the personification like uh, the like how they personify the pop-up ads about like just like annoying people as they're walking by. There's even a great moment where somebody's like avatar who the pop-up ad is like bothering just like there's uh like this big security guard that pops up in front of him just pushes him out of the way and he's supposed to be an ad block <laughs> so i thought that, that was, was pretty that great was so they, that that kind of felt more pixar influenced than... there's but there's some good funny moments like that though is there i like when they go to like, google search something they go to this like stand and this guy they're asked he's like one word at a time the guy keeps trying to guess what he's about to say yeah no that was really funny i like that a lot you know they and they just do a really good job of just like making this whole thing entertaining and how they introduce like one of the characters that helps them out in their journey <laughs> is uh one of the spam ads yeah well i guess we'll touch more on his part later on but yeah he was he was pretty funny and how i mean how did they get him to come back i forget did they just go back to the spot or I yeah they, they, they just they summoned him or something no they went back to the the same spot and tried to find him but yeah no i mean it's pretty straightforward plot the in-between stuff is the bet like the best part of it i mean it's it's disney so it's they keep it simple but they keep it entertaining so they find ebay and they find her steering wheel and i i like the auction stuff so there's like actual auctioneers at these things like yeah do i have five dollars anybody wanted six all right we got six dollars anyone for seven he's like seven anyway that whole auction scene was fine too because they find the wheel somebody is sitting next to him so there's people all the people that are walking around the internet are essentially people that are online and the in the real world so they're standing next to somebody that's also bidding on the wheel and they go back and forth and they're like oh all we got to do is like say a higher number and we win and he, they keep just like adding higher numbers adding higher numbers like as the countdown's going they're adding higher numbers till suddenly the wheel's there for what what was it twenty seven thousand dollars yeah, it, yeah i think like it was that. some outrageous number like twenty four twenty eight thousand dollars just way more than this thing is worth and like sweet we won all right and then they go to pay for it we'll just go to get it and the the eight the gal's like all right well that'd be seven twenty seven grand like what well, yeah, you won you, at this amount. You said you're going to pay. Where is it? You have 24 hours to come up with it. Otherwise, it's going back on auction. And they're like, what? Yeah. So. And, that, and that introduces the main complication of the movie and how they get it. And I don't know. I mean, like, essentially, without getting too, like, just following on about the plot, but essentially that's the main conflict is they're trying to figure out how to get the money to get the steering wheel. And... That's when pop-up ads come in handy. They're like, oh, well, that one pop-up ad so we can make money by going to his website. This led to a really good scene I liked. So they went, they went and found him, and he takes them back to his place, and it's just like his website essentially is just this junk place. Like, yeah, it's just a low-rent website. You, you've seen them. Remember, like, back in the 90s where it's just, like, a plain background and really gross, like, le- like really gross fronts on literally in really weird colors? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was one thing I think this movie did a great job was, like, like what those moments might look like if the internet was a real place that people could go to or see. Yeah, his lair, for example, was just, I thought, brilliant yeah. as far as the world. And like when she goes to the princess castle, the princess place, like that was just hilarious. 
Oh yeah, no, that was that was one of the so uh, yeah. Let's just talk about that. Like, what were like a couple like a scene or two that like really stood out to you? And as far as like when they're in the internet, so the, the scenes that stuck out was they um they decide they're not going to use that pop up ad, and they discover who who tells them about the car. Was uh, it? it was the pop up ad. Oh, it was the pop up ad. That's right. Because yeah, so he tells them like, well, people are looking to get their hands on you know like this. So he's kind of like it's like dirty laundry kind of. Yeah, he's There's, telling them about in game items that they can go. Like people, uh, people love this car. So he describes this car that's in this game called Slaughter Race. He said, if you can get this car and sell it, like people will pay like 40000 for it. And not only will you have the money for your wheel, but then you got left over. And they're like, perfect. Well, that's what we'll go do. So they go to this online game called Slaughter Race to go steal. And I would say that whole scene was probably my favorite. Stealing the car, then the chasing that follows was probably my favorite of this whole movie. I loved it. Gal Gadot plays a uh, character in it. She's the head of a gang. Her name is Shank. Yeah. And it's supposed to be basically... Um, Fasten. Fa- yeah, her Fast and Furious character. Yeah. Which I still have never seen, but that's all right. I mean, how... Don't, don't shoot. How the uh, how that scene portrays Slaughter Race is essentially how the Fast and the Furious movies go. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool, though, because like, the game takes place. It's like a wiped out L.A., which what L.A. could look like in a few years. Who knows? <laughs> Keeps going the way it's going. It's kind of like L.A. meets the Mad Max world. Uh, just dark and just, yeah pretty third world country looking yeah but yeah it was just a cool world though like i i totally liked it i or totally dug it and yeah that whole chase scene was just i thought pretty rad they get their hands on the car and then they're just trying to get it back but yeah i, I love that yeah that that scene really stuck out to me too like it was great like it was kind of like they do a pretty extensive chase in that uh, scene when they go to Slaughter Race. No, I thought it was great. No, it was it was action-packed. Like, it kind of felt a little bit like Baby Driver and Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it has some Baby Driver feel to it, for sure. I, <laughs> I think that movie popped in my head a couple times during that uh, scene. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was just fun. Quite enjoyed it. And so, what was really funny is when, uh, so you see other players, like people that are playing online, they, they cut to them in real life and then cut to their characters on the screen or in the game yeah within the game and then that that whole thing was really funny especially when their characters get killed <laughs> yeah no that and was they, great they cut back to them in the real world just like oh man oh no <laughs> especially the one like teenager kid no yeah no that was really great and that's that was something i really liked about this which is was just like showing like the real world and the in-game world and it was very on the nose like they even went so far as like giving people bad screen names as everybody knows like if you're in the youtube comments or just playing a game online with your friends you see some really dumb names that people name themselves yeah, that was good i just like there a of course, being Disney, there's gonna be there was Disney princesses references, Star Wars references, Pixar. It was a lot of fun when they were walking around the Disney area. I forget what they called the world. They were gonna call it. Um, it was gonna be called. Um, what, what was that game called? Infinity. Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity. Yeah, it was going to be called that, but I guess since Infinity is not a thing anymore, they decided to change it. It was a fun world, though. You had Star Wars characters walking around. I think one, one of my favorite parts in that scene was you see people lined up to ask Groot questions from Guardians. And so they like, so Groot, um, when, what's going to be your next space mission? And he responds is, I am Groot. <laughs> and the, uh, it was great because after it's like, oh, thank you. That's awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, when are they going to start filming Guardians 3? I am Groot. All right, cool, thanks. Yeah, no, that was that was a great. And you that, know what? That, that cracked me up. Well, is, and on this topic, like, did you think like that was handled tastefully, or did you think it was kind? Or did did it feel to you that Disney was kind of stroking their own ego? Mm, 
I don't know. I thought it was just good fun. I mean, they're, they're like lining up to ask some questions. He gives the same thing for everyone. And it, I, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Yeah, no, I don't think they're really stroking anything there. See, I was curious because I, I didn't feel like it. I felt like they did actually do a very good job. Handled like they did a lot of fanfare. Like you see Star Wars characters. You saw Disney princesses, which we'll get to that in a sec. Um, Guardians, Marvel. Oh, you see a Stan Lee cameo. Stan Lee's walking around. Yes, you see a, yeah, you see a Stan Lee avatar, which is great. And then they have even a couple like, because all these characters are like 3D rendered. And then there's a couple like 2D characters walking around in the background. I can't. Oh, I think I missed those. I can't remember. Like there was like a, a brown bear and I'm not sure what Disney movie he's from or what property he's supposed to be but there is it they had some cool 2d characters there's just a lot to take in those like blue it wasn't blue it was uh i don't bear know from uh it kind of looked... brave maybe i don't from know Mama bear from brave? i, I, I haven't I seen brave oh. i don't know like it was just it was cool they had a lot they had a lot of fanfare put into that scene yeah that was fun stormtroopers walking around but yeah well, I guess we'll talk about the scene. So you saw it in the trailer. Penelope walks into a room full of Disney princesses. That was pretty fun. I thought it was going to be... I, I, for some reason, I thought I was not going to like that scene. I don't know why. I thought it was going to be like real lame for whatever reason. But it was actually really, really funny. When they get to know her, like they're having a pajama party. Everyone's wearing a shirt that represents something from their movie, which was pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. And I guess majority of these princesses were the original voices. Yeah, mo- most of them were. I don't think all of them were. No, I don't think all of them were. I think... One or two maybe weren't, but yeah, vast majority though were all the original voices, which I had no clue going in, but that's pretty cool though that they would do that. Yeah, especially since uh, for the most part, you don't, these are the first time you've seen like most of these princesses in like that kind of 3D animation, excluding, I guess, the Frozen princesses, uh, Brave, Brave and Tangled, I think. Or just the only ones that are, were, are from, like, the 3D era. One, one thing that was really funny is, so, you've seen the apps on Facebook. They have, like, who's your Disney, your best friend Disney character? Or, you know, what Disney character are you? They have that going on, like a showcase. That was hilarious. You, where they, they show the avatars answering questions, and then it's like, all right, drum roll, all right. Your Disney princess BFF is... No, no way! <laughs> yeah, no, and that was great. And, like, they the princess room acted as kind of like a change room for who's going to be stepping out for the results of the next quiz yeah <laughs> so that was really great um yeah i did love how they were all in their like princess gear from their respective movies and then when penelope shows up they're just like wait you're a disney princess or like you're a princess and they ask her all these questions and you know what i mean you saw that part in the movie where she's just like oh my god are you guys okay do i need to call the police or something and you know and i thought that was that did was actually really fun how you know disney's poking fun at their own I like how they were, they, were, they were asking her too, like, have you ever just stared into water and sang to yourself? Yeah, but like really special water. <laughs> and then later on, they show her like looking like a tipped over bucket, just like looking at a puddle on the ground, like trying to make something of it. Yeah. No, I it, this movie, that was one of the highlights for me is this movie really had a lot of fun with poking, poking fun at disney's own princess tropes in all of their movies and you know i thought that was probably one of the highlights like it didn't get old they did it they did it in like a tasteful way that didn't seem too over the top it was subtle enough that it it doesn't bother you and i i really appreciated that because that could have gone gotten really stale really fast yeah oh there's we forgot to mention this there's a really fun sequence in the beginning where they are on tron cycles they go into a tron game oh yeah (laughs) that was pretty fun it was ralph and penelope or penelope penelope um 
Um, trying to think of some other scenes. Yeah, I think we kind of touched on the basic of the overall story without giving anything away. But yeah, there's some, there's some fun scenes for sure. Like overall, I enjoyed myself. There wasn't as many laugh out loud moments as I would have liked. I would have liked a little more laugh out loud. But I definitely, you know, I was like, I can see why kids kids would love this movie. Like this is a really fun kid family movie. Like, and that's one thing I appreciate about it is it's not completely dumbed down for kids. Twer- but adults can enjoy it too. So you know, if you buy it later on Blu- Blu-ray or it's on Netflix, you're not going to get sick and tired of it if your kid wants to watch this over and over. Like. As a parent, you can enjoy it as well. But I appreciate that so much. Yeah, I know. That's huge for Disney movies. But I'm trying to think. Um, Were there anything in here that you didn't like? Um, trying to think. I would not, not terribly, not really. Like I was saying, it could have had a little more laugh out loud moments in different areas. Maybe a little more stuff aimed for adults a tiny bit more but otherwise everything had a good uh i mean like i said the beginning the first i guess the first act was a little slow and could have yeah, I don't know, maybe a little bit quicker and just faster, more going on there. It was fine. It was just kind of just went at a kind of slow pace. So maybe I would have changed that a little bit about it. I don't have too much bad to say about this movie, though. I, I haven't seen the first one to compare them. But overall, I would say this is a good, fun family film. Yeah. And the characters are fun. I really enjoyed um, the relationship between Penelope and Ralph a lot. Like, I, I mean, I guess they were probably met in the first movie and now they're best friends now, six years later. And there's a... And, that's kind of what the movie, the overall, like, I don't know, what would you say, heart or theme of the movie is, it's friendship. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, like, the main theme. Yeah, and without giving anything away, like, that gets tested in the movie. Their friendship gets tested, and that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of the overall, like, some of the themes going on here is friendship, you know? Yeah, and it's definitely, like, a simple theme, but that's not to the detriment. Like, it's very, it's something that really good that, that the movie addresses for children, and so children can understand it is, I guess, the main theme is just, you know, like, you can be like i don't know you can be upset with your friends you're not always going to get along but in the end you should you should be able to work it out if your friendship is strong enough yeah and and i I think an underlining theme too was kind of as far as friendship goes too is like sometimes you go your separate ways doesn't mean you're going you're separate your friendship's going gonna break it just means that you're you know you're going off in this direction like maybe your friend's gonna go off and start a career start a family and they move for whatever reason but just doesn't mean you know your friendship's over just means you won't see them as often yeah and that's definitely huge thing for uh kids to understand i mean it's it's more especially like yeah let's say you're in grade school and then you're going to separate junior highs yeah your friendship doesn't have to end just because you're going to separate school you won't see each other as often because you're not going to be walking down the halls together but you know you can still make it work exactly and that i thought that was really great and a really important message and they broke it down into its simplest forms that children can understand. And so I really love that. As far as like what, if I had any issues with it, my only kind of gripe with the movie is, I mean, if you've seen the first one, part of the plot is Ralph is trying to get a trophy so then he can be celebrate at the end of the day with the quote unquote good guys in his game. And you know, he all that's the whole story of like, he's just trying to get a trophy and then he meets Penelope and they start being friends. But towards the end of the first one, Vanellope gives him that little cookie like necklace that he has. And the second one is just like, hey, like you wanted a trophy. Well, I made you one because you're my hero. And, you know, and it's a really great touching moment in the first one. And the thing that I didn't like about the second one is he kept flashing that uh, that trophy of his around like 
pretty often to the point where I was getting annoyed because I'm like, it was such a good touching moment in the first one that it felt like they were just cheapening it. Okay, yeah, they did show that quite a bit. Yeah, like even like somebody who didn't really know the um, importance of that little necklace. But yeah, he they, they showed it off like four or five times throughout the movie and like in kind of like a gawky way too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I think that's that... I'll, I'm cards on the table. That seems a little bit nitpicky. I know. It's just some. I just really liked the first one. I really love that moment. So it's something that did stand out to me. Yeah. What do you think of the overall like animation and everything of it? I mean, it's great. Like it. It's it's crazy how you think like oh animation has reached like a peak and then next year Pixar puts out a movie or Disney puts out a movie and it's just so refined that it just keeps looking better and better. And I I don't know. I was blown away. Like the the slaughter race like scenes were really great with all of that fast motion animation was awesome. And I don't know. It's just they do they did a really great job. I can see why the budget's so high. Definitely. Well, um, I don't know. Should we do a brief spoilers? Not too much time about spoiler wise but we'll let's light on go go light on it but so we're gonna go into spoilers right now so if you haven't seen wreck it ralph yet pause and check it out but yeah let's go into some spoilers here yeah, i'm trying to think what there is to spoil really because i guess i just don't want to give fun scenes away like i'll say one of my favorite scenes so i enjoyed her first round in the uh slaughter race when we first go into that world the whole like chase scene was great but one of my favorite scenes later on in the movie is her sing her song like a disney princess yes. that was just hilarious that was probably i would say just the overall car chase and that scene are probably tied for my favorite scenes of that movie yeah no i that is probably like the pinnacle of the movie poking disney poking fun at itself is giving uh vanellope a disney princess song in slaughter race and she's singing about it and it's just it's so good <laughs> the, the visuals are funny like i don't want to give too much away because I, I i would like even though you're listening to spoilers just i still i don't know i just want people to be surprised that's yeah that's probably the best part well, I think that's probably my favorite part. Well, one other movie. scene I really like too. So Ralph's. So the idea is she, Penelope wants to stay. She wants to stay in this world. Like she wants to be a part of the uh, slaughter race. Slaughter race. She's like, you know what? I've she's done her part at the the in the other arcade game. I want to be part of slaughter race now. I like this world. I like these people. I want to be. So she basically she wants to go her separate ways from the arcade. And Ralph, you know, of course you know his best friend so she's sad about or he's sad about it because that's his best friend so he's like well i gotta stop her like if i can somehow ruin this game for her then maybe she'll want to come home with me so he goes back to that pop-up and he's like i need something that's gonna like destroy this game or slow it down he uh takes him down to this really cool so i love like again like how they made took like the real world and put it in the internet world the underground dark layer of this place where they go to find a virus i mean they go to like a real real like it'd be like you know like sketchy part of like i don't know hell's kitchen in 1980 or something yeah no they they go to the dark web yeah like it's hilarious like and it's just so well put together i thought like and so they go to this like job the hut kind of slug character yeah. good scene there too is like don't look directly at his other person i know i mean like it kind of reminds me of wayne's world too when they're taught when they're trying not to talk about the eye but they can't stop talking about that it's like yeah i'm just gonna go through and cross my t's and dot my lowercase j's what is it it's my eye isn't it yeah it's it's what? it's no. it's like that why, why would we be looking at your eye is there something weird with that weird eye <laughs> actually i thought of it more of a and 101 dalmatians you remember when they go to the uh oh, i forgot the character was they were going to it's been so long since i've seen that movie but they're like don't look at his scar 
whatever you do, don't look at the scar. Uh, yeah, in the live action one? No, this is in the cartoon. The two bandits, they're going, they're, I, don't, I forget, they're going to go talk to somebody. I, I don't know if he's a butcher. I forget what he is, but they're like, whatever you do, don't look at the scar. And he's telling like the dumb one. Don't look at the scar. And what does the what does he do? Of course, looks and comments on the scar. Yeah, and honestly, that's, that's a. a fu- I still like that movie trope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was a good. That was a really good scene, though. Uh, I'm trying to think here as far as like. Well, I guess how he got the money. We didn't really talk about how he got the money. So he goes to BuzzTube and becomes internet famous, and with likes, is able to transform that into money. And yeah, they just go on a whole campaign, basically. Yeah, and honestly, that I think that's when the uh, the movie reaches like peak meta, because um, you know, and it plays so well when I'm thinking about it, like it clicks. I'm like, oh wow, this is actually pretty great, because like how Rick and Ralph is built into the real world, so to speak, is he's um, made up but retro game, so he's got nostalgia tied to his character in this world, and so like you know, like everybody loves nostalgia, like that's what most people, what most uh, movies bank on nowadays, and. And so and like memes are all a lot based on nostalgia. And so they just start going on Internet campaign about like essentially memifying Wreck-It Ralph. And like there's a scene where a couple people are at an office like, hey, do you remember Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, that I used to love that game when I was a kid. <laughs> and there's like, dude, someone's making like a Wreck-It Ralph meme on BuzzTube. That, that cracked me up. That was just people bored at work on the Internet. <laughs> yeah. And I think that just plays so well into like real life that you know like people make mashup videos of old characters and with like new videos and stuff so i think that just played really well into reality and it really worked for me i thought that was hilarious and it made so much sense that that's what they would do with the character yeah i mean so so his, his whole his whole goal is to go viral and so he does and he it's basically the idea is to create likes that was another thing too so everybody's avatar is watching the that's watching the video in like real life their avatars in the computer world internet world watching it and there's a guy on stage in front of the video vacuuming up their likes like paper hearts yeah they're just like throwing <laughs> that, them at the that stage that was hilarious like I, I love that quite a bit no same that was great that was some good creativity there and, th- and that's what I liked about this movie it had a lot of good creativity like that like when they would go to somebody's website like a car would form around them and they go flying off to that website so there was a lot of like cool creative stuff they did with this and creating the whole internet world I quite enjoyed it I don't know I think we're, we've kind of talked about most of it I mean I guess to talk about the end he obviously you know his virus plan he gets a virus plants the virus and it ends up kind of backfiring him a little bit yeah it escapes the game and it starts wrecking the whole internet yeah kind of (laughs) becomes yeah shared virus if you will i guess so there's this whole showdown at the end with it which was kind of cool like we were talking about earlier good message for kids in there it like it's like we said before the message is very clear that it's heavily like maybe it gets a little heavy-handed towards the end but i still think it works yeah and making sure that children like kids understand that it's okay that even adults need the message (laughs) yeah even adults like it's okay if you're growing apart from your friends you can still be friends and be two different people wanting two different things exactly and you know yeah it's you're right it's it's important message for children and adults both to understand so yeah that that was good i I enjoyed this i guess um let's start wrapping it up here we've kind of i think talked pretty well about it um let's do some overall like closing thoughts and grades and call the night yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, as somebody that's never seen the first one, you know, I picked up on the characters pretty quickly and kind of, you know, got the background a little bit. But yeah, once the movie got going in the internet, I was having a lot of fun. A little slow burn at first, but once they were there, I was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed all the nostalgia, the Star Wars stuff, the 
Marvel comic stuff, the Disney princesses. Oh, one more thing real quick. That Disney princesses saving Ralph part was awesome. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't want to talk too much about that because that was a really great scene that I just. Yeah, I'm just going to say it was great. I, and that was real fun. But yeah, so I would say, yeah, good message in there for kids. Again, it's not something that's aimed at kids, which I hear that's what more of the Bitmoji movies about. It's just aimed at kids only. So parents are just like, oh, my gosh, this is so stupid. Yeah. So it's Rocket Ralph 2 slash Ralph Breaks the Internet. It's not that kind of movie. I'm going to say A- minus overall, just because, yeah, slow start, but got pretty fun. Could use a few more laughs, but still pretty solid uh, animated film, I would say. So, yeah, A- minus for me. Yeah. You know what? Um, I Like I said, I really loved it. I love animation. Um, love Pixar. And, you know, modern Disney is seems more like Pixar. Like, the lines are getting really blurred these days. But, yeah, it, it was great. Uh, they had a lot of fun bits. It didn't go too over the top. Like I said, I had some issues with it, but those are just little nitpicky things. I mean, I think I'm just going to give this a solid A because I really enjoyed the movie, but I did not enjoy it as much as I did the first one. So I'm going to give that, I'm just going to give it a solid A. Like definitely go see it. You can see it with your kids or if you don't have kids, you can still go see it and enjoy yourself. It's even a fun date movie. Yeah, no, it's like if you want something just easygoing and watchable, like this is, well, this is way more than watchable. It's actually really enjoyable. So, you know, if, uh, just if you want to, if you want to just have a great time at the theaters, just go and check it out. Yeah, it's doing pretty well out there. So it made quite a bit. It was number one second weekend in a row for uh, box office wise. Yeah, it was it made like $119.1 million after the second weekend. So it's doing pretty good. 88% of Rotten Tomatoes. Definitely going to make back its budget. And yeah, I don't know if that $175 million includes uh, marketing or not. Because I know they really, I mean, Disney in general markets the crap out of all their movies. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's doing pretty good out there. I would say check it out. You know, definitely over the holiday season you know kids will be out of school soon take them to the movies and also uh just a quick thing this if you if you know more about how licensing and product placement works in movies hit us up on our social medias and let us know how exactly that works because i want to know if brands pay disney to include them or disney has to license like the facebook brand i really don't know and I don't know if we'll actually look it up, but if somebody out there actually knows, uh, let us know at our Instagram and Twitter's movies underscore bruise. All right. Well, yeah, let's uh, wrap it up here, Daniel. I think we both agreed. Check it out. Check out some Rock Breaks the Internet. Oh, and uh, if you want to, we forgot to mention this. There's a couple mid, there's a mid credit scene and an after credit scene. I don't think the after credit scene is worth sticking around for. It was all right. The mid credit scene, though, is pretty funny, but that comes up pretty quick. Yeah. All right, Daniel. Well, let's get out of here. Thanks, everyone, for taking the time to listen to our episode today. We'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.